Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONCOEURCITYCAST20. You know, in most cities, patio season ends once winter starts. But not here in Portland. Even before the pandemic, our city was blessed with an abundance of bars and restaurants with heated patios, outdoor fire pits, and other amenities to make hanging out a year-round endeavor. So today on CityCast Portland, our producers, John Atariani and Julia Fioglioni, are here to help me talk through the city's best patios, warmest fire pits, and coziest indoor spots for winter drinking and dining. It's Wednesday, November 22nd. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Julia, John, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Thanks, Claudia. Hey, thank you. You know, before we start talking cozy, I wanted to give a shout out to Kate, a listener of the show that suggested this topic. And I'm actually really excited to hear about everyone's picks because I also get stuck in that like rainy winter cycle of not leaving my house, which can be conducive to bad mental health. Mm-hmm. Do you guys still hit the streets? <laughs> do you guys I try. party hard <laughs> during the winter? <laughs> like, What do you guys normally do uh, when it gets rainy and, and cold outside? Um, I live under blankets 90% of the time and then <laughs> go out and like trudge around in the snow. I'm actually a like really into snow hiking. I kind of love my crampons and I love getting out there when it's wintry out. But... You know, I also have got my picks of places to go to sort of feel warm and cozy and be out in the world as well. Totally. I try to see how long I can go without um, walking to get groceries. That's the game that I play in the wintertime. <laughs> Julia lives on canned soup. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then uh, I muster up the uh, motivation to get out and check out some of these cozy spots. So I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. Well, let's start off with the big ticket item, which is what are the ultimate warm and cozy spots? I can jump in. I'm I'm really excited about this spot I'm going to talk about, actually. Um, they just opened up. It's called Dear Sandy. It's on 28th and Sandy, which is very close to my house. So mm. naturally, I'm obsessed with it. The decor is warm in there. It feels like a mix between like grandma's house and a swanky underground speakeasy. Hmm. So it, there's almost like a little bit for everybody. Um, but during the daytime, the coffee is made really well. The barista there is just killer. And they have amazing cocktails and mocktails that are super adventurous and creative um, with really tasty local food items as well. Yeah. Classy grandma decor just screams <laughs> brothel to me. Just like old school saloon problems. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's funny that you mentioned that because their bathrooms have like old Playboy magazines on, on the walls, I which mean. I kind of love. I feel like it's like turning into like a subtle, like unofficial lesbian bar, which I am not opposed to or upset about. So I'm like, I'm rooting for this place. What about you, John? So I'm going to go in two different directions with this. I'm going to go like super highbrow and super lowbrow. Um 
If you really want to, like, get down to the point, the coziest spot is the Multnomah Whiskey Library. Oh, yeah. Hands down. It is stupidly expensive. It costs $25 to even get in the door, and that's before you start buying the most expensive whiskeys that you've ever seen in your life. But No, you can get them for free. You just have to wait in line. Yeah. $25 is a reservation. It's But, like, you're going to be spending some money, and Mm -hmm. you're going to feel like a rich old white man, and you're going to sit in a leather chair in front of a fireplace and drink, like, a scotch that costs you $40 and like super cozy. I do it like maybe once a year, but like it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, and people are going to probably think this is a crazy pick, but I stand by it the Lalo Tavern on Southeast Powell. Little dive bar, but like they've got the like portable fire places on the tables outside in the winter. And inside it's like wood paneled. There's these red booths. It's like kind of dark it's it's a dive bar but like it just has this really like not trying too hard cozy vibe as well and it's like a surprisingly good spot nice those are excellent picks the Multnomah whiskey library was also on my list of like if no one mentions it i'm gonna throw it in there (laughs) but yeah i've been there a handful of times and it's always just pleasant and wonderful I feel like the danger there is you're looking at their menu, and again, there's like thousands of whiskeys on it, and you're like, well, all these whiskeys cost $70, so if I buy the $20 one, I'm being really frugal with myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a, there's an actual word for that. Like, it's where you get conditioned to, like, your new baseline of, like, this is what's mm. expensive, and it's ludicrous. It's just like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But anyhow, one of them is Les Cobbs, which is this little wine bar off Alberta in in, Mm -hmm. in what looks like a little alleyway, uh, but it is underground, so already feels a little cozy. The walls actually, I don't know how they made this happen, but it actually does feel like you're in a little cave, uh, Mm -hmm. and you can reserve this little candlelit table and this little like uh, nook that is inside the wall, if that makes sense. Uh, I always, I've never done it, but I always see people in there and I'm always a little jealous. Like, I'm like, I would I would like that to be me sometime. I've also been jealous of that, like the cave in the cave. Yeah. yeah. And it's like kind of like a little bit elevated. So you're almost on display. And they're like looks- immediately like the main character of the entire, like you go in and you're yeah. just like, they're having a good time. We're peasants, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, talking, speaking of price inflation, like yeah. not, not cheap glasses of wine. No, exactly. <laughs> We'll just drink your swill down here. But anyhow, I really think people should go and you should maybe think about reserving that little little portrait, you know, area. It's very cute. Um, mm-hmm. But the other place I was going to mention, and John, you've worked here. And so uh, Driftwood Room. There's just uh, not uh, – it's just – I mean, y'all, it's low lit. It's like there's a little something sexy, something going on in there. Um <laughs> Is the bar made out of leather? Like, I want to say the bar is made out of leather. Like, I just feel like there's just leather everywhere. Yeah, the, like, edge of the bar is – I mean, not the bar top itself. (laughs) That would would be unsanitary. But it is – but the edge is wrapped in, like – there's, like, a leather wrap on it. Yeah, it's a a great little spot. John, can you explain what you had to do in order to make a drink? Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, it's so dark. There's no lights inside the refrigerators because, you know, it's a dark room. If you were to open a refrigerator, it would be too bright. So we all had to carry pen lights with us. And if we wanted to get anything out of the refrigerator, we had to have our, like, little flashlight to get in there. Yeah, I wanted you to bring that up just because I wanted everyone to know, like, how hard everyone's working to keep the vibe solid at the Driftwood Room. And I love it there. Mm -hmm. 
The other thing I wanted to ask about was what you guys thought was the best warm drink or winter comfort food meal in town. I have a few places. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to go over and tell you because I just, I'm so afraid you're going to say it. Go for it. Clyde's Prime Rib Restaurant and Bar. Oh, that's such a good one. Yay. No one thought of it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone, so. Oh, my God. They have like rounded red booths. There is someone comes to your table side and like, you know, chops off hunks of prime rib along with like super <laughs> hot mashed potatoes to your side. Everyone's all dressed up, you know, who works there. Like it's, you mm-hmm. know, it has like this allure of like it's being fancy, like old school steakhouse uh, realness. <laughs> I feel like earlier this summer we talked about going to Clyde's for a happy hour. And I was like, that's yes. going to be a great idea in six months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're here. We're going to do here. it. Can we go now? Can we go now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are your other suggestions? Okay, I got to split this up into food and drink separate categories. Okay. So hot drinks, I think that people tend to say that the hot toddy is like the best hot drink. That is wrong. The best hot drink, and I stand by this with every conviction I have, is a hot buttered rum. And the Sapphire Hotel on Southeast Hawthorne, they have uh, on their menu hot buttered whatever. So you Mm -hmm. can get your spirit of choice heated up like a little bit of like float of buttery goodness on top it is like the best thing it warms your entire body oh i like that sounds just awesome thinking yeah. about it i want it right now in terms of food i'm gonna go with ko's ramen on north williams mm-hmm. i feel like ramen across the board like good winter food but they've got this maya ramen which is like a really heavily szechuan pepper infused ramen um so you get that like deep, warming, brothy ramen goodness, but it also has this like Szechuan kick that kind of like numbs your face out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's so good. It is oh, like I love that. That my, my awesome. ultimate winter craving, Kaya's ramen. Yeah. 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 Wait, I realized I didn't give a a drink. And the reason I didn't was because I was afraid one of you were, was going to say it and I didn't want to steal your pick because I'm so considerate. I'm such a considerate host. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> what, what's your drink? I mean, if we don't say it, someone's going to email us and be like, how dare you? Spanish coffee, Huber's. Mm, you have to. Yeah. You have to go. You have to go. Undeniable. It's undeniable. And not only that, it's like the season for turkey. It's the season for like that kind of meal. And they that is their specialty is they their turkey dinner. So Huber's is is a nap waiting to happen. You go there, <laughs> have one Spanish coffee and a turkey dinner, and then you just have them roll you out into a into an Uber or something. I have no quibble with that choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all of it. Gimme. I gotta jump in and say I'm still here for the hot toddies. I'm. I am. I am pro hot toddy. I'm, I'm I don't like, know. You sounded like you were trashing them. No, no, hot toddies are delicious. <laughs> I just, I just need to crown a new, a new queen of of drinks. Yeah. I realized pretty quickly, though, it's like just not super cool to go to a dive bar and ask for a hot toddy because nobody wants to find the hot water. So it's true. I was on a journey last season to find like a casual enough spot to go into to get hot toddies um, on a whim. And I found out that the Pope House Bourbon Lounge on Northwest Gleason Mm. is a really solid spot for that because it is a spot you can just go in and grab a drink and leave but also they have good food um, and their hot toddies are solid. But for cozy food options, my favorite spot to go to is the Rambler. And I go there Mm. specifically for their Frito pie. And if you don't know what Frito pie is, it's uh, 
Frito chips with chili and cheese on top. And I find it to just be so cozy and comforting. And the Rambler has great outdoor seating with different fire features. So uh, wherever you go in that space is nice. Uh, and just get the Frito pie if you're there. I heard that the Rambler, that it's gayer outside. That's what I heard. <laughs> Hot tip gayer outside. According to Brooke Jackson Glidden of Eater. Yeah. <laughs> By the fire. <laughs> Sorry. It's a conversation we've had we've had with our food correspondent, and we had a whole thing about the Rambler, and she assured me that the Rambler's sitting area outside is a lot gayer than inside, so I would feel comfortable. So anyone listening who's just like, the Rambler, that sounds pretty straight to me. Sit outside. That's where we're all hanging out. Okay, well, let's take a quick break here, and when we come back, our picks for the best outdoor spaces. Do you still hang outside at bars and restaurants in the winter uh, or do you hide indoors? Because there are some nice select heated patios, but I feel like if you're not directly under the lamp, you're just like, you know, like one part of you is very warm, like your head and your hands are frozen. So I don't know, like, what? how do you guys deal with this? Oh, I'm a big outdoor patio person. Oh, yeah? Like, I'll even go unheated outdoor patio in certain circumstances. No. Mm, how dare sorry. you? How dare you? Know. Sorry, that was guttural, John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, where it comes from was I was, I was a cigarette smoker for many years. Uh, so, like, I like sense. always had an eye for the places that had a patio. But, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be out there. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm ready to brave the elements. You're the you're a Midwest baby. You love playing in the mm -hmm. snow. Yeah. You love smoking outside. Like you are weathered. You're you're no, you're like a stronger person than we are. I was born and raised in the desert. Yeah. Well, then it gets to be like 80 degrees and I'm like, I'm too hot. I'm well, same, home. same. I'm a baby anywhere. Like I need it to be 70 degrees and not humid. Okay. So which bars have the best outdoor patios then? Okay. So people are going to think that I'm crazy for saying this. Maui's on North Williams. What? Maui's turbo dive bar slash sports bar, like super fun place to catch a Blazers game. But they've got this giant patio out back that is sort of just like your uncle's like rundown backyard. You know, it's just mm. like discarded patio furniture of the last like 30 years. There's tents, but there's, there's no surfboards too. Like, I feel there's like, like I surfboards. surfboards. <laughs> there, there's no heat. And the reason that it's there is because they used to have like a wooden covered patio as well but several years ago it nearly burnt the restaurant down because somebody like <laughs> there was like a cigarette fire on oh this patio <laughs> so they oh, got wow. rid of the like actual structured covered patio and it's just like mad max lawn furniture out back <laughs> i love it so much it's great I love that John basically is like, this is where you're, no one's ever going to go. <laughs> but it's always packed all winter long. It is always crowded. It's great. <laughs> well, for all the masochists out there, they're just like, mm, my next hangout spot. I love it, John. That's such a good, like, off-the-wall pick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Julia? So um, my introduction to outdoor patios in the wintertime came from hanging out with people who smoke. Um, and I find myself outside on the patios at both the Vern and the Nest often. Mm. Mm -hmm. They're basically down the block from each other on Belmont. And I do love them both very much, but I will say the Vern, their patio is a little bit more non-smoker friendly. The Nest 
you walk outside and it feels like immediate secondhand smoke. So proceed <laughs> with caution. But um, another uh, nice thing about the nest is their upstairs attic room. One of the coziest spots in Portland, I find. Uh, there's a huge leather couch and everything's dimly lit, dark carpeted floors. There's a side room with a Sopranos-themed pinball machine and a pool table. And it feels like the cool kids' attic hangout space. Um, Doesn't the Vern have those little, like, portable outdoor, uh, like, tabletop fire pits as well? They do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do want to say that cool kids hang out in basements and not attics, but... <laughs> it's a different kind of cool kid. Attics are where, like, the <laughs> discarded children are put. Where the ghost children hang out? I think it's cool, too. Yeah, that's where ghost children hang. Cool kids hang out in the basement. All right. Just, sorry. When you said attic, I was like, oh, I'm not going up to the attic. And I'm awesome. And I'm so cool. So. <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, <laughs> I want to tell you guys, you you might have already been to this place, but my pick is kind of overlooked a little bit. And it's the reason I'm picking this place is because it's literally the only place that I've been outside in the dead of winter and I've been warm and it's interurban. Yeah, very good patio. On Mississippi. Oh. Yeah, and I always forget I think people always forget that there's a whole back area. Yeah. Um, but it has like a modern saloon feel. Like it does feel like the 1800s a little bit because it's all like wood paneled and like when you walk up the stairs like everyone can hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. But um, it's a just perfect place to get a burger, to drink some whiskey, get a hot toddy, sit mm-hmm. outside, and just warm up. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got a couple of fire pits, and they got those things cranked for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I actually have to sometimes take a break and stand out away from it. So they go stand in the rain. <laughs> yeah, just to like be like, oh, I was, I, I get too hot, you know. And yeah. that's not that's a good problem to have in the dead of the winter. Totally, yeah. So it, it, I have I have a really good friend who is immunocompromised. So we've been like really on the path of trying to find places that we can still like go out and eat outside, especially in the winter. Uh, Eam on North Williams. Uh, banger restaurant and they've got these like little pods so you can like just have like almost like a like a little private booth with just your people and it is like just as cozy if not like more cozy sometimes than being inside yeah i've gone to uh look like on southwest second and had a very similar experience to what you're describing john with those individual pods mm-hmm. and uh for people who haven't gone there before it's really solid Vietnamese food place. It's also kind of trendy and fun. Uh, But I was so warm that I remember taking off my coat in the middle of winter outside in these pods, which made for a a really nice dining experience because you almost forget that you're outside. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, I have two options. One is like more finer dining and the other one is just like, yeah, it's chill, but you could be outside. Okay, so I'm going to start with a more approachable tiny bubble room. They have these really wonderful yeah. sitting pods. That, they're kind of like a – what do you call those? They're like, like shipping containers. Yeah, they're shipping yeah. containers. And mm. I've also, again, been too hot in them. It's so nice in there. And they've got banger food. They really do. And it's affordable and they got good. They got a good beer selection. They have decent cocktails. And they also have a much larger covered patio that you can hang out with other people. But I love those little pods, you know. And you can bring your dog. It's just chill. Mm-hmm. Anyhow – the other one I was going to say was um, Nostrana. So oh. when the pandemic hit, they opened up this patio, kind of like 
in their parking lot. It's not that sexy feeling, but once you're inside, you forget. It's gorgeous. It feels oh. really nice. It feels like, you know, like a, a fancy wedding. It has that covering, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so you're in there, it's warm, and it's Nostrana. Nostrana is amazing. And I feel like it's been a restaurant that's been here for so long that new people who move in since they go to Eater and they're like, or they're like, what's the trendiest spot? It is not a trendy spot. It's just like a solid, that is a great place to go eat some Italian food. Mm. I wanted to ask one last uh, question. Do you guys know of places with the best fire features. I feel like we've already talked about a lot of wonderful places that have like nice fire pits and stuff, but I didn't know if you guys have any saved up your sleeve of just like, this is where you want to go, you know? Yes. Okay. Um, And I think that this one is super underappreciated as a fire feature place. Binks on Northeast Alberta. It's just like a tiny like neighborhood bar. Um, they've got like drinks, they're fine. They got like food, it's solid, but they have two fireplaces. One, just like your normal sort of like in the bar area fireplace. But then they have this like indoor outdoor patio that is just like a fireplace room, but it is sort of like you are in this just super cozy, like indoor outdoor fireplace zone. Um, I think it's somewhere that I always forget about as being a cozy place, but anytime I do manage to stop back in there in the winter, I'm just like, oh, this is great. So Binks, a little bit under the radar, least under the radar thing of all time, but I think it deserves to be mentioned, Timberline Lodge. Mm. Like all the way, drive your, up that mountain, get out in the snow, get cold, and sit in front of the fireplace at the Timberline Lodge. It is phenomenal. Yeah. What about you, Julia? I don't have any, so I'm taking notes on John's uh, deep cuts. <laughs> and it's so funny because John took mine. I'm like, he like he did it on purpose. Yeah. Like he went into my house at night and he took my suggestion. Uh, but yeah, mine <laughs> was Timberline Lodge. <laughs> because I I agree, John, it's the extremes. Like you're so cold. You're up in a mountain. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. there's also, it's the lack of choices, but not just the, <laughs> that. It It's gorgeous. A lot of people don't know this, but it was made uh, as part of the, uh, the, that, what was it? I think it was WPA. I think it was Works Progress Administration, but I know it is the Works. Yes. So you have craftsmen that went up there, WPA, like that's when they actually made the roads to get up there, but they, you go in and there's just the most beautiful hand carved features that I think a lot of people like overlook just because you're just like, whatever. But it's just like, no, somebody did that. And that's mm-hmm. insane. Like you don't see that stuff anymore. And it's just a gorgeous room. But, you know, I also just wanted to shout out uh, a couple of places I've never been to that I seem really cool. And they're also like these old standards, which is Fireside. I mean, just the name alone. I also used to work at the Fireside. Oh, no way. Yeah, the Fireside. Oh, the Fireside is great. It's on um, 23rd, and it's that that bar that has, like, a kind of old-school marquee, and, like, they have a lot of, like, silly, like, slash sweet slogans on it. Like, I was looking online, and it, they had one up there that said, May the Forest Be With You. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Sort of like, you know, new American-ish bar restaurant, killer cocktail program, and uh, several fire pits inside. yeah. I looked at the pictures and I was like, I want to go there. And I realized that I always get the fireside confused with ringside steakhouse, which is like this mm. old school steakhouse. And I don't know what it is about yeah. those two, but I, I get them confused. And now I, I want to go to each of them so I can like sort them out in my head. And I've heard that they both have like really nice fireplaces and they're cozy and the food is mm. just very much like warm uh, winter offerings, you know, like what mm-hmm. you want to be eating when it's cold out. 
Julia, you got me going on, what was it, Dear Sandy? Yes. Yeah, yes. I really want to check that place out now. That sounds awesome. Yeah, highly, highly recommend it. I don't know, it checks all my boxes. When you walk in, it's like it's a place that feels like a warm hug, mm-hmm. and you always end up staying longer than you intend to because everyone's super kind. Mm-hmm. I am curious now, though, to ask the both of you, have either of you been to the Knockback? I've heard... It's on Northeast Alberta. That place has a killer outdoor patio. John, tell us about it, because I was recommended that spot this week. Yeah, the knockback is great. I I mean, I haven't been there in several years. I haven't been there since before the pandemic, but I used to go in there. I remember they had like a really great slider menu uh, at one point, and they also have like a good indoor-outdoor space with like some heat lamps and a fire pit, you know, uh, just a good sort of neighborhood bar, like Maui's uh, backyard (laughs) patio, but with like some amenities like heat, you know. Oh, that's (laughs) great. Really, really great. I feel like Maui's. Always is the place where they're still playing lawn darts. You know what I mean? That game that they like outlawed and banned, but not if you go to Maui's, man. <laughs> just it's just like heads rusty, up. rusty like fences all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I got tetanus at Maui's. It's a tattoo you can get <laughs> on your way out. <laughs> well, you guys, thanks so much. I hope that everyone listening got some cool ideas for new places to check out uh, this winter. Yeah, we gotta mm-hmm. keep we gotta keep each other's spirits up. It gets it gets dark. It's dark and cold. Yeah. Yeah, this is fine. I'm excited about this list too. Thanks, Claudia. Yeah, thanks, Claudia. And now for your microdose of news. The commercial Dungeness crab fishing season in Oregon, California, and Washington has been postponed until at least December 16th a 15-day delay. Now, according to recent spot testing, officials have determined the crabs aren't yet producing enough meat to be mass harvested. And if you didn't know, Dungeness crabs are Oregon's most lucrative seafood. And sadly, the Willamette Week reports that pastrami powerhouse Kenny and Zooks is permanently closing its last deli. Open for well over a decade, its long-standing downtown location moved across the river last year, but owner and chef Ken Gordon says even with its new North Williams location, the customers never fully came back to their pre-pandemic levels. You have until November 26th to order one of their classic pastrami rice sandwiches, or my favorite, their chicken liver platter. It's actually pretty good, you guys. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. Our executive producer is John Atariani. Our producers this week were Julia Fioni, Noah Snyderman, and Natalie Rivera. Our newsletter editors were Rachel Monahan and Adrian Gonzalez. Our host is me, Claudia Meza. Original music by Jenny Conley and Stephen Drizos. Additional music by Epidemic Sound and All the Kimonos. We'll be taking the next few days off for the holiday, but we'll be back Monday morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>